Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My name's Catherine Carr, and this is Relatively, the podcast all about potentially the longest relationships of your life. Although most brothers and sisters fight like cats and dogs, we very rarely fought. We were pretty much, you know, joined at the hip. I'll be bringing siblings together to talk about the connections they have as adults, as well as what it was like growing up together. In this episode, we're talking to Chef Rob Aitkins. Twins being inseparable just double the amount of trouble and we were called double trouble and the terrible twins and you know things like that and to his twin brother tom also a chef the determination to improve and to do better is and has always been there and regardless of what we're doing we always give you know 110 percent. but i'll also talk to them separately to get a more private take on the relationship i was the one that starved tom because i was pretty much not quite double his weight but i was a lot bigger I always sat on his face in our mother's tummy. <laughs> I was obviously very, very shell-shocked and, and hurt and whatever. And I sucked it up and thought, okay, well, if that's the case, then I'll go and do my own thing and you'll do yours. And, and that's kind of it. Brothers and sisters are never straightforward. At 26, Tom was the youngest chef to ever earn two Michelin stars. He's five minutes younger and one inch smaller than Rob, who now lives in the States. In this episode, we talk about determination and ambition and off-the-scale childhood misdemeanours. But Rob, then Tom, started by describing the meal that changed everything for them both. We were coming back from a skiing trip, I forget where, but we were still in our salopettes. Our father has always been, I guess, a bit of a Scrooge we always stayed in like quite cheap, cheap hotels. I mean, still nice and everything, but there was nothing ever, you know, flashy about it or him spending over the top of what he would normally do. He was quite frugal with his money. And anyway, so we are, we pull into this hotel, both me and Tom, like look out the window and like see these butlers in white tuxedo jackets and, and white gloves. And we're like, what is this? You know, it's something. Not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just like, uh, okay, it's, it is, is this where we're staying? He said, yes, 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 yes. We both, like, take a double look at each other and, like, what, what is going on here? We just, like, pull into this very nice-looking hotel. That was then, I think, 83. So at the height of Nouvelle Cuisine, you know, tiny little portions of, of everything. And anyway, so our father whittled off in French, but, you know, me and Tom just wanted to have something simple, you know, off the menu for, for kids. So when it came, you know, my mother and father were tucking into frog's legs and foie gras and snails and garden creatures or whatever else they were having. And we had a beautiful little tomato salad each with garnished with olive oil and nice salt and seasoned 
and then just a little balsamic vinegar. You know, we were both like amazed at how lovely and delicious the tomatoes were. And then afterwards we had um, a little beef in it that was larded with beef fat. So it was really tender and just literally, I remember it, you know, melting like butter in the mouth. And, and it had these very symmetrically cut pompon nerf which were like little soldiers sort of like the size of your finger and they were all like stacked up meticulously and then we had like poached peaches and vanilla ice cream we were both like oh my god this is the best thing we've ever had and was that it for you then yeah pretty much yeah i think we both kind of understood what good food was and how it should taste you know our mother was a very good home cook and she baked and cooked all the time for us and having a vegetable garden as well that we had, you know, she was providing us with fresh vegetables from there daily. But it was definitely this meal that sort of propelled our ideas of both becoming chefs. And there was no stopping us, I guess, after that. And and when you were telling people about your ambition to cook professionally, was there ever was there ever any um hesitance or embarrassment that that might be the profession you wanted to do yeah there was a bit I mean our father for one when we announced in the kitchen he was seriously peed off and then quite angry yeah I remember we both hated doing any kind of theory or sitting at a desk or homework because I mean our father was had the idea of us wanting to take over his business and we just had no interest in that because he spent so much time behind a desk which is like trying to get the two of us to sit at a desk forget it forget it hence why our school grades were always so terrible and then also when we went to college me and rob obviously joined the same time we enrolled and everything and we were in separate classes and anyway one of the teachers basically started chatting with me and he said oh you know you're very lucky to be on this course and i said well what do you mean he said well the only reason the only reason why we didn't take you was because you're a twin so we didn't want to spit you up <sighs> Well, I turned around to him and I said, well, I said, if that's the case, then so be it. But I said, in 10 years' time, you're going to know who I am and I'm going to be famous. Hmm. So that, in a way, also was speared me on a bit. 26, to me, was the date that I had to be someone and make it. And you did it? And I did it, yes. I did it. Often twins, not always, but often twins have a sort of family story about... Um, the birth, who was born first. Mm-hmm. It might really matter if you're twins or triplets. I wonder what the story is around your arrival. Around my arrival. Well, I mean, you know, the stories from being told as kids and everything was that, you know, I was the one that starved Tom because I was pretty much not quite double his weight, but I was a lot bigger. And that I always sat on his face in our mother's tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I came out okay and then Tom just fell out because he was a lot smaller. He was in an incubator for a, for a while because he was so small, like a, a little bag of sugar. He had taken all the food and I was the little the little weakling. I had a 50-50 chance of, of living, so my mother tells me. She said that I've always been a bit of a fighter and that has sort of stayed with me through most of my life. Are you still bigger? Not really. I mean, we're pretty, I'm a, I'm only, I'm an inch taller, so I am still bigger. I would say we're the same weight. And we both went through our sort of little chubby phase 
you know, as teenagers. Paul, Paul Rob was a little bit chubby when he was going through teenage years. Yeah. So he had a bit of a belly and, and man boobs. We used to call him Augustus Gloopal. There was this chubby kid on Grange Hill called Ronan Browning, um, <laughs> which he didn't really like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mounds. We used to call him Mounds. <laughs> Are they gone now, just for the listeners? Yeah, they're, they're, they're gone now. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think growing up as kids and everything, we've always both been, like, super active, running around like two crazy people. We just had endless bounds of, of energy, which I know drove our mother crazy. <laughs> what sorts of things did you get up to when you were little? Oh, God, everything. <laughs> I mean, twins being inseparable just... Double the amount of trouble, and we were called double trouble, and the terrible twins, and you know things like that. Wherever trouble was, we always ended up there. And even at, as as babies, I mean, my mother told us one time we came down in the middle of the night and poured the entire contents of the fridge out on the floor onto a blanket and proceeded to drag it around the kitchen. <laughs> Why? I guess I don't know if we were hungry or whatever, but you know. We, and then there was another time that we. You know, that kids are always infatuated with fire, or maybe it was just us, but we had literally, again, come down in the middle of the night and we found a box of matches and we proceeded to light the matches and flick them onto the onto the couch. What? And it caught fire. Our parents, I guess, had, had smelled burning and, and came down to seeing the two of us in awe of watching this fire proceed to burn on the on the on the sofa and we've always been a little bit like that and he said you were quite naughty no not quite very that was an understatement <laughs> did you have a reputation like locally or regionally yeah, we definitely did locally yeah the terrible twins the terrible twins we were known as in our in our village so people knew about us yes <laughs> and can you remember what it felt like to plot and to scurry around being mischievous with him oh it's just exciting all the time it's just it's just what we wanted you know on the weekends you know we went in school we would just just try and create havoc or carnage wherever we could go ringing on doorbells and running off and there's one time we did that and the husband was delivering the baby to his wife in his home at the time and thought it was the ambulance but it was us he chased us down the street i mean we were just horrendous beyond i'll tell you another story there's a main road that was built at the end of our garden and our father had put up this large fence you know whilst all this construction was going on to stop us from from venturing out too far mm. and yeah we decided to um yeah to knock a hole in a brand new fence that my father had put up along with you know a nice pristine row of conifer trees so we went into our father's tool shed and we literally got hammers and axe and god knows what else i mean i think we must have been like three or four we smashed this huge hole well this hole big enough for us to get out oh my god to say the least that he wasn't happy and we got a bit of a spanking the next day your mum obviously was put through her paces what about the people who were trying to teach you at school oh uh, we were terrible when we went to high school we were only kept together in the first year. And then after that, we were separated because we were both each other's enemies in terms of like we would egg each other on to do something bigger and badder and better. You know, we were both 
acted like the class clowns and we'd always misbehave and not pay attention to the teacher and, you know, throw things in the classroom. And we were always getting into some sort of detention or another. I still have my report cards and they were pretty terrible of like, must do better, can't pay attention, can't sit still, doesn't do his homework, blah. <laughs> and it was just like went on and on. Could you care about that? Not at that age, no. I mean, we like... I guess like from 14, 15 onwards, we started to sort of wise up and we knew that we wanted to go into cooking and we had to like knuckle down. And, you know, I guess we got sort of all our craziness out of us when we were younger kids. I would say we were lazy at school, but that was only because we knew we wanted to be chefs and you didn't need it, thank God anyway, that you didn't need any qualifications to become a chef back then. Having each other there, knowing that you're both going to, become chefs and both of you at school as well making that sort of decision that let's not bother you know is is quite a bit of a naughty thing to do but you know we did it it obviously worked out in our favor thank god it sounds like you two you can either be um a force for good for each other or a force for naughtiness so you could either egg each other on to great things or egg each other on to total disaster no absolutely in our younger years, it was normally to total disaster. It also sounds like when you were talking that you described this childhood that was kind of experienced in tandem. Mm-hmm. And yet, for the first half of your life, that was true, even through college and then yeah. going down to London. Yeah. And yet the second half of your life has been almost the total opposite. It has. I mean, it was never our path to be separate. When we went to college... It was our dream, our goal to come out of there, go to London and, you know, work in restaurants and then eventually to open up a restaurant together. You know, I went and worked with uh, with the Rue Brothers in London and like the final year I went to work at the Gavroche and then I went and met with Albert Rue, said that, you know, I wanted to go and work abroad and he said, there's this place called The Point in America, in New York. And I like, my eyes lit up and I was like, oh my God, the USA. So I thought I'm never, ever, ever going to get an opportunity to go and work in the US. So I said, oh, there, that's where I want to go. And it was for 18 months, you know, it was like a J1. It was like a training visa. Anyway, so I went there and, you know, my intention was always to come back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Just take me back then. You you know, you described that you know 
that you were the twin who was sitting on your brother's face in utero and that, you know, you conspired and plotted and tricked and giggled Mm -hmm. your way through your early years. And then there must have been a point where you thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go and have to tell Tom. Yeah, I will always remember it. I had to tell him that, you know, I wanted to stay in the States, that I love being in the States and what, what it could offer me an opportunity there and that I didn't want to move forward with, with working together. I said to him, Tom, you know, I want to stay. I want to stay in the States. And he was heartbroken. I mean, he cried his eyes out and I was so, I was so upset and I felt so bad because I'd shadowed, you know, his dream. And, you know, it was our dream too, you know, and I felt very, very bad about it. It was always, from what I understand, your dream to work together. So I'm wondering if you could tell me what it was like the very moment when you realised that that wasn't going to happen. Oh, I'm sure he told you I was distraught. I was, you know, crying. It was very hard for me because it was just like we hadn't spoken about nothing else other than doing that. And when he suddenly said this, you know, completely out of the blue, I was obviously very, very shell-shocked and, and hurt and whatever. And, you know, it's obviously quite hard when when you'd obviously been so so close together and then um, and then you're on the other side, you know, of the world pretty much where he was, you know, in the middle of nowhere. You know, it was, you know, it was quite tough. But I sucked it up and thought, okay, well, if that's the case, then I'll go and do my own thing and you'll do yours and and that's kind of it. Tom being a smaller one as a a kid, you know, he was always a fighter. So I was very protective of Tom. If at school, you know, sometimes he got picked on, particularly us because we were gingers and redheads. You know how kids are. It's like when something is like a little little weird or something they like poke fun of them and you know we definitely had our fair share of people picking on us and and bullying us and so yeah I mean Tom Tom was very upset by it but I mean that just made him like go out there and prove that you know he could do things on his own and he would be okay and um and you know he definitely did that Tom has got his fighter spirit in him where he will never he would never give up Rob described you as a bit of a fighter and stubborn. How would you describe him? I think Rob Rob is very sort of endearing in the fact that he he's very caring. He's very warm, very passionate. I'm definitely more like, I'm going to fucking do this. Fuck this, fuck you, whatever, and I'm going to do it, regardless of... A bit of pain I may cause along the way, whereas Rob isn't probably as much like that as I was. Um, and I think generally, because I would say more of you know where I've worked has probably made me a little bit more like that, because I guess the pressures weren't as much on him as they were on me. That he he was probably. A, far nicer person to work for than I, than I was, that's for sure. The places that he's worked and the hours that he's worked of, you know, some of them completely insane, which back then, 20 plus years ago, you know, there was no, like, 
fair rights or anything about you know the amount of hours that you work or how you were how you were treated etc etc Tom was definitely not treated very well in some of the places he worked and the hours that he he sacrificed and you know and and it's paid off for him for sure when you were in America and you were watching some of that from afar Mm -hmm. and all your protective twin or brotherly instincts are still there yeah how did it feel to be separate and to watch him across the Atlantic struggle with some of that you know we talk every week when times were tough we'd always talk and you know he always pushed through it and I remember when he got and this was like my my protective instinct coming out was when he opened up Tom Aikens on on Charlotte Street and you know he got raving reviews and everything and there was AA Gill rest his soul he wrote a scathing review about Tom and um, just didn't like the food and anything. I was coming back to renew my visa. We had arranged to go out to eat this new restaurant on the King's Road. We were literally sat in banquettes facing A.A. Gill and this review, his review had just came out like a few weeks prior. And I was like, Tom, I'm gonna go and say something to him. I was like, I was like chewing on the bit, you know, and I was like, I'm gonna go and say something like tell him what Holly is like this. And Tom said, no, 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 leave it, leave it. Don't do it. It's fine. We had finished our meal and AA girl goes down to the bathroom, which is downstairs. And I said, I'm gonna go say something. And off I went. I went down to the bathroom. That confronted him at the urinal. Confronted him at the urinals with Mark, my older brother, behind standing behind me, and I just screamed full volume at him, calling him how could you ever write such a review after my brothers were so hard and blah, 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 blah. And he was having dinner with Elle McPherson as well. <laughs> and she had gone down to the bathroom with him, obviously to the ladies, which was opposite. And she heard all the commotion outside and was standing outside. And he opened the door and she had this look of like, you know, what the hell is going on in there? And I said to him, what the fuck are you looking at? And I was like... <laughs> Was that the coolest you've ever been, do you think? I think so. Anyway, so we went back upstairs and me and Mark Mark were just sat back down and AA girl and El McPherson were just were looking down, straight down and not looking up and were in complete silence. And me and Mark were like, ha, 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 chawing away at it and thought it was all very amusing. And anyway, so we decided to get up and leave. And then I go over to Mr. Gill and uh, I said, yeah, it was really nice to meet you, Mr. Gill. And I knocked a bottle of red wine over on his table. Gravity. That was just my protective instincts. So you can you can be telescoped back to having your brother's back when you're being teased for being gingers or Absolutely teased can, for, yeah. in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, yeah. Yeah. What's it like having a brother or a twin that you sort of share a, a dream with or an ambition with you know it's it's very reassuring to have someone there that you you know you completely can tell anything to concern anything to completely trustworthy and the fact that you've got someone you can talk through things that they understand because they're in it as well is obviously extremely helpful because you both go through turmoil of is this the right thing should I be doing this and what's it going to be like at the you know at the other end when I eventually can use all this training to, you know, to my own good. Because there are many times where you think, fuck, you know, what the hell? 
am I doing this? You know, because it's so bloody hard and, you know, just the hours is endless and you feel like shit all the time and whatever. But, you know, when you've got someone there who's, you know, who's supportive and understands, it obviously makes it, you know, a lot easier. And what can you remember of your mum's food that would take you, transport you right back to that house near Norwich? You go, Rob. It would always be the Sunday roast, um, you know, all the various garnishes and vegetables and potatoes. And it would always remind me of home. I mean, even when, you know, cooking at Christmas time, that was always such a huge, a huge thing in our house of our mum would be cooking several days, obviously, before getting things ready. And me and Tom would always be sticking our hands in trying to help and eat things on the, along the way. You know, it was always a lot, a lot of fun. I remember very much, you know, it's hilarious TV dinners because we used to have one of those portable trolleys, you know, that you would wheel down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mum would serve it up and we would have dinner on our laps in front of the TV. So I remember the trolley, the rattle, 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 rattle down the tiled corridor. All the rage when we were kids. If you weren't going to be a chef, Rob, do you... Do you know what Tom would have been? A criminal. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Do you have nicknames from childhood, either of you? Ah, uh, yes. Tom's is Eggy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he would do extremely bad farts and be very stinky. Tom, how could you wind Rob up? I'd just punch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he'd lose. Yeah, sure I would. Thank you to Rob and Tom. Thank you too to Tanita Tickerham, who let us use this amazing song. Sound design is by Nick Carter at Mixonics and digital production by Charlotte Griffiths. Next week, it's actress Julie Fernandez and her brother Rab. We talk about bringing families together, telling the truth and making your brother wait on you hand and foot. If you want to see some really sweet pictures of Rob and Tom or find out more about the podcast, head to relativelypodcast.com or on Instagram, it's at Relatively Podcast. Or on Twitter, we're at Relatively underscore pod. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.